Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Space News Pod, the daily podcast about space, science, and tech. And I'm your host, Will Walden. And on this episode, I would like to talk about SpaceX. Right? I want to talk about SpaceX and going to the moon. SpaceX has a plan to get to the moon in just three years. 2022 is the plan. They want to send Starship, something similar to this little here. That's not the actual Starship. <laughs> By the way, this is, this is just a toy. Uh, one of my friends 3D printed this, and unfortunately, one of the rockets remains, but the other two have been destroyed in shipping. Now, SpaceX is planning on sending Starship to the moon in a couple years, three years. They want to beat NASA. They want to beat NASA. NASA wants to go to the moon by 2024, and SpaceX wants to get there by 2022. So they'll be there two years before NASA if everything works out the way that SpaceX wants it to work out. But that being said, is this possible? Well, this, this little thing, like I was showing you before, this little rocket, this is sort of a starship in the making. And SpaceX is actually developing a couple different starships in Florida and in Boca Chica, Texas. Now, the starships that they're making now don't quite fly yet. You know, it's going to be a little while before they actually fly. They want to do some tests within the next couple months, static fire tests, some low hover tests. But by next year, they want to have Starship in orbit. Now, once they get into orbit, there are orbital mechanics that they could use. They could fly Starship if everything goes right to the moon. Landing on the moon is extremely difficult. Getting out of Earth's orbit is really hard as well. Now, getting into orbit, that's another thing. SpaceX has done this before. You know, you get um, Dragon into orbit and deploy satellites. So Falcon 9 has deployed satellites into Earth orbit numerous times. And they've also been to the International Space Station numerous times. And by early of next year, SpaceX wants to send Crew Dragon with people in it to the International Space Station. Pretty cool. Now, if you look ahead a couple more years, Starship will be in orbit around the moon before NASA actually has their moon program stabilized and ready to roll. Right? We have SLS, which is NASA's space launch system. It has a big, giant rocket. And on top of that big rocket is the Orion capsule, which will 
house people that will go to the surface of the moon. And just recently, within the last couple of days, they said they want to send those people to the moon and have them stay there for two weeks. The first two people back to the moon, the first woman and the next man, will be setting foot on the lunar surface for the first time for two weeks. That's a lot of time to be on the lunar surface. And they also want to have a lunar outpost. So they have a lunar orbiter going around the moon that these astronauts can kind of go to if something happens. So if something happens with those two weeks and these people are like, hey, this isn't going quite well, we need to get out of here. What are we going to do? Well, they have a lunar outpost, which will be orbiting around the moon, fly up there, do whatever they got to do. Who knows what's going to happen? We really don't know what's going to happen up there because we haven't been to the moon since the 70s. And we want to go back there for numerous reasons. NASA wants to go back there. It's just there's a lot of political stuff. There's a lot of um, chest beating. You know, China's on the far side of the moon right now with the rover doing cool sciencey things. But NASA isn't doing much on the moon. They're kind of like, eh, you know, this administration is just kind of like, if China can do it, we should probably be able to do this better. Because we did this first. So why aren't we still here? Why aren't we still on the moon? And you know what's cool about SpaceX going to the moon first? It'll open up all kinds of opportunities for private space industry. Now, the private space industry could possibly take off like crazy if there's some place to go. You know, if there's a moon outpost, if there is reliable transportation from Earth to the moon, then it's possible that the uh, the space exploration industry will take off like crazy. And when we went to the moon with NASA, we got a lot of stuff out. We didn't just go there to pick up rocks. We made a lot of technologies. And here's a few things that NASA has made due to the Apollo program. And this is from NASA's website. This is from NASA.gov. Benefits from Apollo, giant leaps in technology. They made cool stuff. Uh, New fabrics, moon boots, right? Moon boots. Remember those things when you were a kid? The moon, I don't know if you were from the Northeast or if you're from the East Coast and or someplace where there's a lot of snow. There's things called moon boots when you were a kid. And you have to be like 30 to 40 years old to know this. I think they weren't around after that. I'm not sure. I'm kind of old. But it's uh, like a soft boot material that kind of looks like a moon boot. But basically, uh, moon boot material has revolutionized athletic footwear, improving shock absorption and providing superior stability and motion control. El Gross, a NASA Apollo program engineer, used his space expertise to improve athletic shoes So basically, the Nikes you're wearing right now, the shoes that you're wearing right now, are probably influenced by NASA technology. Um, Safeguarding you and the environment, right here. Technologies guarding astronauts on the moon now protect you and the environment on Earth. Astronaut flight suits fighting fires on Earth. Fire hazards are much greater in atmospheres containing a high percentage of oxygen under pressure after the Apollo 
1967 fire. Um, NASA needed to find new ways to protect astronauts. So basically, all the suits that fire departments wear, firefighters wear, uh, it's due to NASA. Security systems, solar panels, medical marvels on the moon. Look at that one. Heart monitors. Seismology, chlorine-free pools. All sorts of stuff happen because of space exploration and because people are excited about going places where they haven't been before. We need to make these technologies in order for people to pull that off. Um, Cool ideas from Apollo. Cool suit technology originally designed. um, Let me see. It's on the screen here. Cool suit technology originally designed to keep astronauts cool during launch using a water circulation system is now used by hazardous materials workers, armored vehicle crews, firefighters, and NASCAR drivers. So basically, the stuff that keeps you cool is because of NASA. So these are some small things that you would think it's kind of like stuff that you just normally do, right? There's just stuff like this phone. I got a phone now that has a computer in it that's way more powerful than the Apollo missions. This was 3D printed by somebody. That's a direct um, thing because of NASA, right? Because of space exploration, new technologies. We have to print things fast. And that is one of the things, 3D printing is one of the things that's helped us move forward. Now, what happens when SpaceX does this before NASA? They're going to get some clients and they're going to make a lot of money because there are some people out there that want to do cool stuff on the moon, want to plant their own flag. Who would want to put the first private flag on the moon? Uh, SpaceX has a really good chance of doing that. So the SpaceX flag, hopefully they kind of co-brand it with the U.S. That would be nice of them. They don't have to. They're a private company. That's what... You know, the United States and and America, everything here is about capitalism, is about exploration. So they don't have to put a NASA flag. They don't have to put a United States flag. They can just go like, we got our own flag, man. This isn't our moon, but this is our this is our logo. We're going to put our logo up on the moon. It'll last forever. Unlike, you know, maybe it's made of a material that's not like the uh, the NASA flags that they put on the moon which have now all turned white. So every, every flag, every American flag that's on the moon right now isn't an American flag anymore. They are bleached white due to the sun, due to the radiation of the sun. So maybe Tesla or Tesla SpaceX will uh, put their flag on the moon with something that will never, ever bleach out. Maybe it'll be metal. Maybe it'll be engraved metal. That would be kind of cool. But NASA, you know, like all this stuff that NASA did. That's cool, man. They did lots of cool stuff, but SpaceX could do cooler stuff if they have the right partners. So um, I'm going to leave it at that for now. I just want to get a little kind of insight into what could happen with, uh, you know, with a new kind of private space future that we're all headed towards in the next couple of years, five years. What's going to happen in five years? SpaceX will be on the moon. NASA will be on the moon. Maybe Blue Origin. I don't know. They have a a lunar lander in the works. They have a big rocket in the works. Maybe they're going to get there 
in between SpaceX and NASA, maybe they have a contract with NASA that says you can't launch to the moon until we get our lunar lander there. Maybe that's one of the things. I don't know. I'm not in that. I'm not in those talks. I'm not that cool. Maybe someday, but not right now. So I'm going to keep it right there, my friends. And I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to spend it here with me on the Space News Pod. My name is Will Walden, and I'll see you soon. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.